you're listening to Wait On Purpose Podcast, the show for single women who want to overcome emotional discomfort with being single, understand the fear of being alone, and transform it to self-love while celebrating this season with joy, purpose, and passion. Each week, we'll explore topics on how to optimize your season of singleness and become who you want to attract. Now, here's your host, Tracy Noel, the introverted empath. for joining me on another episode of Wait on Purpose. As you know, this is Tracy Noel, and I created this podcast for us, by us. And us, I mean single women who are really taking this season of singleness and transforming it to a time of healing, building, restoring, and just discovery, right? We are optimizing and strategically becoming who we want to attract. And not only for the men we want to attract, but also the friendships we want to attract, the family dynamics and business connections that we want to attract. And so this is my last episode of the century. And I wanted to end this year with something that can possibly shift some paradigms. Um, And this topic has been taboo um, for quite some time and just recently became more acceptable and mainstream. um, And in my opinion, some ways watered down and commercialized. Now, Get this out the way now. This is not my attempt to change your beliefs or (laughs) convert you, right? This is simply me sharing what I've learned during my years of self-discovery and healing and being single. Um, And I wanted to share it, okay? So we've all heard people ask us, What's your sign, right? What's your sign? And you may have told them whatever your sign is. Like me, I'm a Sagittarius, right? But there is something deeper to that question, and I'll tell you why. As you know, astrology is an ancient language that utilizes planetary bodies zodiac signs and houses to communicate a very unique cosmic signature known as your natal chart or your birth chart. Now, the birth chart maps out the positions of the sun, the moon, and the planets and stars at the specific time and place of your birth. And this is what provides the framework for your individuality, relationships, in your life purpose. Now, astrology is not the end-all be-all in how you determine who you are. I'm not saying that. But it is something that can provide that framework for you. And, of course, we know that our life experiences, um, our upbringing, where we were raised, um, 
who raised us, our race, our culture, caregivers, teachers, um, where we went to school at, um, even our experiences, our traumas, trials and tribulations, and even our triumphs, these all play a part in who we are. Actually, those things play a major part in who you are um, because they form our beliefs about the world and who we are in the world. Um, and your beliefs play a strong role in how you show up in the world. It's sort of like your truth, right? It may not be the truth, but it's your truth according to you. However, <laughs> astrology can be um, can be a framework as well. It's like another way or another answer to learn who you are, just like religion, which religion played a very strong role for me in learning who I was as well. So, um, again, what I share here today is my opinion. It's what I believe. It's not the truth, right? It's just, it's just how I feel. Um, and I really took a while. I was going back and forth um, about even if I should release this episode or this podcast episode because in a way I knew because of my upbringing and how I was raised, uh, which was rooted in religion. Um, so I knew that people would look at me in a different light and people would start to speculate and misconceive or misjudge even uh, me and my beliefs and who and what I believe in. So I knew that releasing this episode was going to stir up um, and cause a lot of opinions and misjudgments um, and even some attacks on my character and my beliefs. Um, so it was a, it, it was a, it was, I was going back and forth with this, but, um, I'm really in a season where, um, I do not give a fuck <laughs> point blank because people are going to believe what they want to believe about you. It's not our job, it's not your job, it's not my job to dictate or try to influence someone's opinion about me. Because at the end of the day, people's opinions and beliefs are only based on their truths and their experiences. And it has nothing to do with me. <laughs> nothing. Um, so now that I got that out the way... Um, so, you know, like in your birth chart, um, the three main planetary points that outlines your everyday personality are your sun, your moon, and your rising, or some people call it your ascendant. And like I said, mostly everyone knows their sun sign, right? But many are not familiar with their moon and rising, but the moon and rising play a strong part in your personality and um, 
just for the record, like I'm not talking about that foo-foo stuff that we see like in the daily horoscopes that we read in the paper or that we get in our emails. I think that part of astrology has been commercialized and watered down. That's in my opinion. I'm talking about the nitty-gritty of astrology, the ancient part of astrology. Um, and that's what I want to talk about today. Now, again, we've been asked numerous of times, you know, what is your sign? And if you are me, you know, your answer might be, I'm a Sagittarius, baby. <laughs> but again, it's more complex because... Um, your moon and your rising sign is also just as important in your sun sign. And I'm learning about all the planets, the houses, and what they mean. But again, I'm only going to share with you the basics, right? So the best way to answer what is your sign is to learn, again, what your moon and rising sign is. And then finding how it resonates with you. Now, with me and with anything else that I learn or discover that may be outside of the box or the norm or maybe different from what I was raised on, not popular or considered metaphysical or mysterious, occultish, occultist type of thing, uh, I do not take and make it into who I am, right, right away, only until it starts to resonate deeply on a soul and spiritual level. And I'm not talking about no surface level type of stuff. I mean, when it's deeply, deeply resonating with who I am, like it has to make sense to me on that level before it starts to shift my paradigm. Um, so that's why I wanted to share this with you because it has shifted my paradigm. And it may not resonate with everyone, right? Some people may not believe in this, think that it's not of God. I mean, all of that stuff, I've heard it all. And that's okay. Then you may have some people who want to do the research on it. But with any type of ancient wisdom, teaching, language, whatever, um, that I learn or that I discover, I always take it up with God. I always take it up with my higher self before putting any type of energy into it that will um, elevate my soul in some way, period. And so I suggest you do the same um, because this is what I believe. I believe that we were all created by the divine creator, right? People have many labels for it for me. It's God. It's the divine source, spirit, and creator of all living things, heaven, earth, and the universe. And I feel the same divine spirit created the stars, the moon, the planets. I also believe that this powerful force was also intentional on everything that it created. There was a purpose. There was intent behind it. And so it's only fair for me to know and to believe that God was intentional on me and where I was born, the time, the place. There was also intent behind the two divine expressions that I call mom and dad. 
what was used to bring me into this world. I felt like it was all intentional. I felt like it was orchestrated. I felt like there was a divine order so that I can be born as who I am today with all of my quirks, my unique personality traits, and my personality flaws, my gifts known and unknown were all put into place. Even my skin tone, my race, my culture, my sex, right? This is what I believe, right? It's not the truth, like I said, right? It's my truth. And so I feel like the moon, sun, and my rising sign and who I am was intentional by the creator. So in this episode, we are going to discuss your sun, your moon, and your rising and why knowing it is so important and how it has shifted my life. And especially as a single woman during this season of singleness, this is the time to learn about who you are. This is the time to learn about what you need, what are your triggers, your strengths, your weaknesses, your standards, what are the lessons that has taught you and that built your character. This is that season to do that and to be open-minded about what God brings to teach you this, right? And not just because of a man, no, this is deeper than that because you want to live the best version of who you are and it starts with discovering who you are and knowing who you are right and so I'm not an expert on this I've known about my moon and rising sign for a little bit over five years hasn't been that long always knew my sun sign right but it was around um my spiritual awakening that I started to discover my moon and rising sign. At that time, I had stopped smoking weed, stopped smoking cigarettes. I had just got out of a, um, or escaped, <laughs> a very unhealthy relationship. So I stopped having sex and I just really started looking inward and wanting to find out you know, who I was, um, why I was making these choices and decisions that were not um, honoring who I was, was not honoring my children. Um, I start wanting to know um, why I was making choices um, in these relationships with my finances, with how I viewed myself, my confidence and self-care. I wanted to go deeper into my spirituality. Um, why was I not living and walking in, in my career and my purpose? Why was I not healthy and well? Like, why was I conflicted with my emotions? I just wanted answers. So I was looking everywhere. I was sitting down and speaking with elders. I thought they had the wisdom, right? I um, was reading the Bible, heavenly in the Bible, still do. I was in the library reading books. I was researching. I was on YouTube. I was on Google, right? I wanted to know these deep-rooted questions on who I was, what was my purpose, <laughs> what is the meaning to life, uh, 
who is God and why is that different from what I was taught growing up. I wanted to know different religions. I wanted to learn about all different religions, different from what I was brought on or raised on, because I wanted to know why did it divide us and separate us and and cause wars, right? I wanted to know um, why do I attract certain men? You know, why am I here? Why are my children here? What are their purpose? What are their strengths? I wanted to know how I can become a better mother. I wanted to know everything pretty much. And so I start going into this very deep introspection and self-discovery season, um, which led me to um, discovering my natal chart, studying my moon and my rising sign. And when I tell you it awakened and answered so many questions that I was having about myself, my personality, my quirks, my desires, my relationship, not only with men, but with family, with money, my relationship with God, and even my relationship with myself, it all started to make sense, right? It made such a profound effect on me. I started studying it more, okay? So I discovered my moon sign is cancer, which is ruled by the moon. I discovered my rising sign was Libra, which is ruled by Venus. And my sun sign is Sagittarius, which is ruled by Jupiter. So just like Sagittarius that's ruled by Jupiter, Jupiter is the largest planet in our solar system. So it's the planet of expansion. Um, I discovered that it's considered the guru planet. Right, it represents travel and higher learning and uh, teaching, philosophy, optimism, religion. Um, we are considered the sages of the zodiac, and we want to know what is the meaning of life. And some of us will spend our whole existence trying to learn and tap into ancient wisdom just so we can teach it to others, just so we can become a best version of ourselves just so we can gain this wisdom and knowledge. Um, and so that's what Jupiter represents and what Sagittarius represents in a nutshell. And I totally, totally resonate with that. Now, Cancer represents the moon and the moon is all about our emotions our deepest personal needs, our basic habits and reactions, and our unconscious, our unconsciousness. So we know that cancers are nurturing, they're intuitive, they're sensitive, empathetic, moody as well, but they are the mothers of the zodiac, right? So my moon sign is right at home being in cancer. Now, Libra is ruled by Venus, and Venus represents love and money. It's um, 
how we express ourselves with others. It's our greatest pleasures and desires and so forth. And we know Libras are very intelligent. They're kind, um, always willing to put others before themselves. They value harmony in all forms. Um, you know, this is the planet ruled, um, the planet of beauty. So Libras adores a life that looks good, right? They are the masters of compromise and diplomacy. They're very sociable, right? Everybody wants to be around Libras. They see all points of views, right? Um, but they can also be very indecisive. So it really started to make sense that these were my signs, Cancer Moon, Sagittarius Sun, Libra Rising, like I can see myself in all of those, um, in all of those signs, um, and so I started looking back at my life trying to plug this in, like, okay, how does this fit into how I, you know, how I live, and so as a Sag, people view us as like the bachelors of the zodiac, right? We are the explorers. Um, for the most part, we do not like to feel confined or tied down or committed. So people may also view us like as flaky and flighty, which we can sometimes be. I'm not going to lie. Um, we like to explore. We like to travel. We are fly by the seat of our pants. You know, we got that type of energy, very free spirited, right? 100%. Then there was a part of me growing up, like, okay, I don't want to be tied down, of, of course, as a teen, as a young adult, and sometimes even now as a grown ass woman. But even looking back as a teen, I really was yearning for a deep and stable relationship. Like, I wanted a man who I can cook for and nurture and talk about my deepest desires and emotions emotions with and I wanted someone that I can grow with and provide this safe space for not only for him but for my children like I wanted to create this beautiful and comfortable home life and so that's where my moon sign came in which is totally opposite of what my son sign was was nudging me to do. But I'm like, okay, I want this comfortable, um, committed relationship, but I also want my freedom and I want to be able to come and go as I please. And I want to be able to go out in the world and explore and roam like a cell phone. <laughs> so it was always an inner struggle and conflict with me because I wanted this so deep down inside, but I also deeply wanted my freedom and my solitude. And I didn't know how to mesh the two or communicate it with others, right? I didn't know how to harmonize those two things that I needed on a soul level. And just looking back on my relationships, those that had so much potential, and even the ones that shouldn't even happen in the first place, it was obvious how much conflict I was in. Like, I would meet a man, right? Nurture the shit out of him. <laughs> like, I was his mother. 
And then I would start to pull away. <laughs> like once he started becoming more clingy, and you know what? I I don't want to use the word clingy. I don't want to use the word clingy. Um, it was more like um, once he started to feel more safe and vulnerable with me, right? I would start pulling away or I would sabotage the relationship in some way. And looking back with new eyes, I can see how that can make a person feel. Like it can bring up insecurity. It can bring up this distrust. And it will make anyone start operating entirely in that ego to gain back their power. And I feel like a man can feel when a woman is not wholeheartedly in a relationship because we can feel that shit, right? So looking back on my relationships, um, I was always either one foot in and one foot out. I was either jumping in and out of relationships or staying in an unhealthy relationship longer than I should have. And so I just didn't know how to communicate what my needs were in order for a relationship to thrive or to survive. And, you know, I I, I wanted love and committed relationships. I, I, I wanted a relationship. I, I wanted to be fair. Um, and also have my freedom as well. You know, my whole thing was, you know, you, you can come with me on my adventures to explore or just be here when I get back and make it safe and loving when I get back. So you can see how all of my signs were in conflict with each other and not in harmony and, you know, when I mean explore, I don't mean cheating in that sense, but it's just really interesting how that played out in my relationships. Um, and there were so many other examples when it came to career with um, just a lot of things. I seen how my signs were in conflict with each other. So let's talk about your sun, moon, and rising sign. <laughs> Welcome to astrology 101 <laughs> and at the end of this episode i will share each sign's root power and how to find one of your purposes okay but first things first let's talk about um let's see we are already at 30 minutes okay this is going to be a long episode guys um okay so, the signs are divided into three, um, we'll call them categories, right? Um, I'm just going to lay out this foundation for you guys, okay? Um, so, they're divided into three categories. You have um, their elements, their energies, and their modes of expression or points in a season or we'll call them their modalities, right? Elements, energies, modalities, okay? So the elements consist of earth, water, fire, and air. The energies consist of feminine and masculine. And the modalities consist of cardinal, fixed, and mutable, okay? Let's start with the elements. We know that the earth signs are Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. 
Now, I'm going to explain um, each element in um, a very unique way, but as I'm explaining them, just notice how these signs, or maybe you know a, a, a person in these signs or these elements, just notice how this description matches their personality and how they show up in the world, okay? So, earth signs, Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. Now, we know that earth itself provides the soil to grow vegetation, right? Like, we need earth to grow things of substance and to support life. And we also know that earth is made up of many layers. It doesn't just consist of dirt, right? Earth is made out of many rocks, crystals, and minerals we all need. And just for example, like sand, right? Sand is one of them which also creates glass. So in a solid, the atoms um, are packed closely together, together in a very ordered pattern and they cannot move. So this gives a solid, a really definite value and shape. And so examples of solids are what? Like rocks, wood, metal, ice. Rarely can you alter the shape of these things um, unless you add another element to it. Now, what does this have to do with earth signs? Well, if you really know an earth sign, do you know they tend to be very grounded? They're solid, they're practical, they're organized, they're rational. And many earth signs that I know are creatures of habit, okay? I dated a Taurus man and I just came flying in like a Tasmanian devil in his life. <laughs> and I know he was like, okay, what is this? But I, re I can remember like, on some spontaneous shit, like, okay, let's go out, let's do this, let's do that. He like, um, no, this does not fit into my routine. <laughs> He's like, he won't finna let nothing, he won't finna let nothing take him off his routine. He would every so often be spontaneous, but mm -mm, he wasn't having it. Um, and so they are creatures of habit for the most most part. They have a routine. They like to stick with it. They like to be in their comfort zone. They don't like anything to take them out of it. That's earth signs, right? And I believe that they are here to help us stay grounded and really bring order to our lives. Like they are the ones we can depend on, right? Um, they are the ones that can teach us how to live life using our five senses, right? Because they are so grounded and so aware, right? And they really give strong foundations and are extremely loyal, right? You know, those are our day ones. Those are the ones who have friends from childhood all the way until the end of their lives, right? It's really hard to kind of wedge your way in, you know, with an earth sign if they, if they haven't known you since they was a baby. <laughs> but that's the earth signs, right? So the water signs are um, Pisces, Cancer, Scorpios. And we know that water has many unique properties because water can dissolve anything and it's really known as a universal element. 
um, you know, because you have water traveling through your body. So our body is mostly water and water cleanses and nurtures and uh, keeps our earth healthy. It also keeps our bodies healthy, right? And in a liquid, the atoms are close together but can move around each other. So this allows a liquid to take the shape of whatever container it is placed in. So examples of liquids are uh, like room temperature water or room temperature mercury, even hot lava or molten um, rock is known as a liquid. So um, if you really know a water sign, then you know that they tend to be very emotional and intuitive and fluid, right? They're nurturing, they're sensitive, you know, they run deep right? They run deep. And they are also very compassionate, empathetic, receptive. And I think that they are here to teach us about companionship, right? They are here to teach us to be more caring and compassionate to others. They teach us to feel, like they teach us how to feel and to be in tune with our emotions, like humans are supposed to be, right? You know, we tend to want to hide and bury our emotions. And I think the water signs are here to teach us that it's okay to show your emotions. Um, and so those are the water signs, right? Now, there are um, air signs, right? They are Aquarius, Gemini, and Libras. And air is considered a very pure element. And although air is invisible, it takes up space. It has volume and it exerts pressure. So just think about if you have ever tried to turn the cup, a cup upside down and try to push it to the bottom of a sink full of water, it's, it's going to be a little bit hard to do. I've tried it. Um, but also in the gas, notice that there's more space between atoms, right? Just like water. Um, or I'm sorry, that's not like water. Um, there is more space between atoms because remember water and solids, their atoms are closely together. But in the solid, they cannot move around. Um, in a water, in a liquid, they can move around. However, in a gas, atoms are not close together. There's more space between them, um, and they can move freely. Um, they can move freely, and so um, just like if gas is not trapped in a container, the atoms will diffuse and spread throughout the atmosphere. And examples of gases are oxygen and nitrogen, right? In the air that we breathe, helium and even steam, which is like water vapor. So if you know an air sign, then you know that they tend to be pretty intellectual, right? They're curious, they're social butterflies, very dynamic individuals. And they are really gifted with the ability to concentrate um, their... Um, their ideas, concentrate on ideas that have not yet come into the material world. Um, and eventually they do, right? And they just teach us how to think and, to, and how to use our mind power to change the world around us. 
I also believe that they teach us how to detach from things that do not matter in the scheme of life, right? Um, they teach us how to appreciate everyone, even if they are different from us, right? They teach us how to be social and to connect with others in a very um, natural way, okay? Now, the fire signs are Aries, Leos, and Sagittarius. And you know that fire is intense, right? It creates light and heat, right? The sun and stars are made of fire. Even our body uses, um, um, what's that word? Combustion um, to produce energy, right, from oxygen. And it helps us to go through this metabolic process, right? Um, and in a plasma, the atoms are spaced similar, similarly to um, gas, except there is so much energy in a plasma, the atoms actually split into smaller pieces. And plasmas are able to carry an electrical current and generate magnetic fields. So examples of plasmas are um, like lightning, uh, solar wind, the sun, uh, fluorescent lights, neon signs, things of that nature. So if you know a fire sign, then you know that they tend to be exuberant and energetic, very assertive, spontaneous, intuitive, passionate, and very impulsive, right? Um, fire signs are considered spirit in motion, and I feel like fire signs are here to illuminate and to give light to our lives and teach us how to take risk and how to be creative, right? Because life is, is meant to be lived, not only to exist, right? It's meant to be explored and elevated. And I think that's what fire signs teach us. Now, we all know that the light inside of you is fueled by the fire in you, right? It's your soul. And as a fire sign, we do have like... Um, I don't know, we have like a sense of, of a golden thread of destiny and potential just running through um, our life, my life. And so I do have a knack, fire signs as well, have this knack for leading others to theirs, to their destiny, right? Um, we act on instinct or we have like this sixth sense, which makes us look extremely reckless to the more caution types like you know the earth signs <laughs> like earth signs cringe at fire signs like oh how can they act like that they need to sit their asses down <laughs> but we're following a very powerful intuition that keeps us at the edge of fresh experiences and that's what we live for we live for fresh experiences we don't like to be bored we don't like dull moments right so according to ancient wisdom of alchemy these four elements 
right? Form the basis of life, right? Earth, air, fire, water, right? So even right now, as you hold your phone in your hands, you are embodying the four elements, right? First off, the physical aspect of the phone itself belongs to the element of earth, right? The words and the information that appeal to your intellect belongs to air. It evokes air. The action of holding and reading the words on your phone falls under the rule of fire, while the emotions that are triggered by the information that you are reading um, or that you are hearing come from the element of water. And I'll give you another example. When you kiss your lover, you also create alchemy, right? You generate the physical touch of the lips. That's earth. The emotional rush, that's water. The thoughts that's running through your brain, that's air. As well as the passion and the attraction, that's fire, right? So you see how those elements work together? Now, the next category are the energies, which consist of feminine and masculine. Now, while you know that each person, whether you're man or woman, already embody both energies, right? They both have masculine, they both have feminine energies. But there are signs who embody a specific energy more than the other, right? Now, I did an episode on feminine and masculine energies, but just to recap, um, feminine is all about the state of just being, being still, being in the present, very emotional, nurturing, receptive, surrendering, um, understanding, um, and intuitive, right? While masculine is about uh, doing, right? Action, organizing, driven, analytical, very assertive, logical, passion, impulsive. It's the energy that makes things happen, right? Now, one cannot exist without the other. In fact, I like to compare feminine and masculine's um, importance to one another by comparing um, masculine to like a container and feminine to water. So the container was created to contain things, right, and keep things in order, while water, if not contained, will spread everyone and cannot be used with purpose, right? So the feminine signs are Taurus, Cancer, Virgo, Scorpio, Capricorn, and Pisces. Those are the earth and water signs. And the masculine signs are Aries, Gemini, Leo, Libra, Sagittarius, and Aquarius. Those are the fire and air signs. Okay. Now, the third category that each sign falls under is the modality or modes of expression. So, astrology follows the four seasons, right? Um, winter, summer, spring, fall or autumn, um, which corresponds to the four elements. And each of these three-month-long seasons is comprised of a beginning, a middle, and end. Now, every month 
manifests in nature in a slightly varied way if you paid attention to the seasons and the months. Um, we have the beginning of winter, for example. It is not as frigid as the middle of winter. And the middle of summer is usually quite a bit hotter than the end, right? So the three modalities represent those three parts of the season. So you have the cardinal modality, which marks the beginning of the season. And so it represents the power of initiation. Um, the fixed modality corresponds to the middle of the season, and it represents the power of sustaining, right, sustainability. And the mutable modality represents the end of the season, and it represents the power of change, of adjustments, right, of adaptability. So the cardinal signs are Aries, Cancer, Libra, Capricorn. The fixed signs are Taurus, Scorpio, Leo, and Aquarius. And the mutable signs are Gemini, Virgo, Pisces, and Sagittarius, right? You can see, as, as you notice, there is a water, an air, an earth, and a fire sign in each modality. So let's go deeper. The cardinal signs initiate the seasons, right? Aries kicks off spring, Cancer um, give birth to summer, Libra brings on autumn, and Capricorn delivers us into winter. And these cardinal signs push us forward, urging the best from us. They are the ones on your team and in your circle to initiate a project, bring forth an idea, or even plan a trip. Right. And the fixed signs, which are embedded in the middle of the season, they radiate the full force of that season. So if you notice, Taurus occurs when spring blooms everywhere. Right. Um, end of April, going into the middle of May is Taurus season. Right. Um, it occurs when spring blooms everywhere. Now, Leo falls under the strongest sun, doesn't it? End of July going into August. That's when summer is really, really hot. Um, those are the hottest days in summer. Scorpio, which is the sign of death. And by death, I mean transformation, right? And Scorpio rules um, when the leaves fall from the trees, right? The leaves are turning, the flowers are dying, and we are reminded how beautiful it is to let things go. And Aquarius um, is when ice and cold is gripping the ground fiercely, right? If you are in Chicago, you know February is one of the coldest months in winter. To me, it is, right? When we have our most coldest days. Um, and then the mutable signs, right? Meanwhile, they foster the transition of one season to the next. So, for example, Gemini, right? Which is May um, going into June. Um, they bridge spring and summer. Virgo kind of ushers in summer into autumn. Sagittarius, we are shooting our arrows from autumn to winter. And Pisces thaws out winter into spring. 
So just as diversity and mutations and evolutions ensure the survival of many different species, um, therefore making a dynamic and functioning biosphere, the mutable signs provide the change in diversity that permits survival among the Earth's changing physical states, right? So the mutable signs guarantee our ability to adjust. And each modality, each element, each energy is just as important as the others and cannot survive or live or thrive without the other, right? So let's just say if you are a Scorpio, then you are a fixed feminine water sign, which is a powerful combination, whether you are a man or a woman. Pisces, you are a mutable feminine and water sign. And if you are a Sagittarius, then you are a mutable masculine fire sign, which means you are a passionate go-getter that makes lasting change needed to elevate and transform. So that's me and both of my sons, Scorpio and Pisces. Um, so we are a force to be reckoned with as a family unit. Um, looking at that, we may need a, a cardinal sign to come in. <laughs> we might need a cardinal earth sign to come in. Uh, they got some air. Well, yeah, we might need a... Anyway, <laughs> well, back to what... Um, so back to it, why, um, again, the importance of why learning um, my sun, moon, and rising sign was a very pivotal and powerful moment in my life. And so this is one of the reasons why I really wanted to share this, just in hopes that it will spark something inside of you to either do more research or dive deeper to help you to discover more of who you are. Now, moving right along, um, the sun sign is your identity. It is the essence of who you are and what you shine out to the world. It represents the vital force that compels you to seek the highest expression of who you are. It's your true self. It represents I am. If you had to give two words to your sun sign, it is I am. And it's how you experience life. It's how you express your individuality. It also harnesses the energy that revitalizes you, right? So the sun sign element is important in understanding your expressions, your tendencies, and how you recharge. So, for example, if your sun sign is in a fire sign, which again is Aries, Leo, or Sagittarius, then what motivates you are the inspirations and aspirations of life. And you recharge through physical activities and pursuing your goals. If your sun sign is in, is in an air sign, which is Libra, Gemini, or Aquarius, then you love to express yourself intellectually and you recharge in social settings. Um, if your sun sign is, is a water sign, Cancer, Pisces, or Scorpio, then you are motivated by deep emotional desires and you recharge and experiences um, an intimate involvement with people. And lastly, if you are an earth sign, as in um, 
Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn, then you are motivated by material needs and uh, practicalities, right? And you recharge working with the physical world, being productive, and feeding all of your senses. And you can find out your sun sign with your birthday. But in order to find your moon and rising sign, you have to know the exact time and place of your birth, which is usually on your birth certificate. Um, so um, that's how you can do that. And I will leave a link in the description um, to a website that I like to frequent where you can check that out. I'm also referring to the Mind, Body, and Wellness blog um, and website, so please refer to this as well. Um, I will also leave a link to an astrologer um, that I interviewed on my podcast, and you will receive 25% off by using discount code HOLIDAY. Um, because again, this is not something that I have researched for years, and I am not an expert on astrology. But she is. She has been studying it for over 40 years. So if you want to learn more, I would suggest you reach out to her. Um, so moving right along, your moon sign, right? This is the good part, you guys. Your moon sign is the soul behind your identity. So like I said, those two words that represent I am, then your moon sign will represent I feel. It is the subconscious side of yourself that you typically keep hidden, um, especially if it has gotten you hurt in the past, as in my case. And it's the driving force behind your emotional reactions, right? Um, your moon sign helps you feel pleasure and pain, joy and sorrow, and it even gives you insight into how you nurture and restore yourself. It is the sacred part of your inner self. So again, your moon sign element is important um, in learning your inner world and how you typically react in emotional situations. When I discovered my sign was moon, it made so much sense why I love taking hot, um, warm baths, why I love just spending so much time by the water, right? It made so much sense. Um, so... Again, if you are an air sign, if your moon sign is an air sign, then you react to changing experiences through discernment and objective evaluation. And you feel most aligned with your inner self when expressing ideas and interacting socially. If you are a fire sign, um, if your moon sign is fire, um, then you react to changing experiences through direct action and excitement. And you feel most aligned with your inner self when expressing confidence and strength. Um, if your moon sign is earth, you react to changing experiences through steadiness and stability. And you feel most aligned with your inner world or your inner self when being productive and working towards a goal. And if your moon sign is water, then you react to changing experiences through sensitivities and emotions. And you feel most aligned with your inner world and your inner self when feelings are deeply 
involved make so much sense as a cancer moon so this again is the sign that you tend to hide from the world or the part of you that most people would not expect you to be or even see from you right off back um, since since your sun and rising is what you tend to put in the forefront now your rising sign or your ascendant is your social personality it represents your physical body and your outward style and it's the manifestation of both your inner and outer world and again your rising sign element is also helpful in understanding the energy that drives your overall approach to life and your physical body it represents what you are rising towards that's why it's called your rising sign it also represents how others view you and see you in the world it's what you are aspiring to be subconsciously um, it's who you are becoming okay so if you have air rising signs and you are mentally quick you are very inquisitive friendly and prefer to express yourself verbally and intellectually and you approach life with a desire to understand the meaning of what or who you encounter i'm a rising sign libra that's an air very over analytical always in our heads right if you have a fire rising sign you are action oriented and confident and often blunt and you often have very great vitality and physical energy, especially when you are striving to make your mark in the world. Oprah Winfrey is uh, a Sagittarius rising, and she's always also a Sagittarius moon, but she is a sun Aquarius. Um, so water um, rising signs are very sensitive, empathetic, easily influenced by your environment and you tend to have an approach to life that is deeply rooted in your emotional body and lastly earth um, rising signs are just matter of fact right you tend to focus on the material world and you often have a very steadfast approach to life that can be a grounding force for many people so again, your exact time plays a critical role in determining your moon and rising sign. It has to be accurate. And again, I'll share that link where you can determine that right away. And I just think developing a deeper awareness of your moon, sun, and rising sign is a really a great place to start and just understanding who you are. Also, a few more things that I want to share before I go um, is that, look, did you know, um, depending on where your sun sign is located within the zodiac, that the sign after yours is a strong indication of things that you need to learn or in some ways some things that you lack in life. So, for instance, um, you know, I'm a Sagittarius and for the most part, I'm known as the free spirit, very lighthearted, playful um, optimist who really don't take life so serious. But I can learn a thing or two from Capricorn, the sign after me and how to be grounded and committed to a goal or an ideal. 
Um, I can also learn how to become more business savvy, business oriented as Capricorns tend to be our bosses. They're the business owners. They're the grounded, professional and steadfast individuals, right? Well, I can learn the thing from them, right? Now, another example is Scorpio, right? The sign before me that is very serious, deep and mysterious. Um, they tend to hear, man, lighten up man, or loosen up some, right? Let that shit go, right? Because they, they may hold grudges, right? Then let that shit go, right? So they can learn a thing or two from the Sag, because we're right after Scorpio, and just how to let things go. <laughs> Be more light in life and look on the brighter side of things. See how that works? However, you can also learn a thing or two from the sign before your sun sign. So I can learn how to be more deep and not so shallow or surface level and naive. Um, or, you know, Sagis tend to be open books. So leaving just a little mysterious or mystery to us like Scorpios do, I can learn that from the Scorpio. And Capricorns can learn how to be more light and optimistic and not so much of a perfectionist and just kind of go with the flow and the present type of energy, right? See how that works? So whatever your sign is, look at the study the sign before you and study the sign after you and see what you can learn from those two signs, right? Also, your moon sign plays a very strong role in who you are compatible with on a more deep deeper level right it's not necessarily your sun sign um so i remember i used to always say that i am not compatible with cancers because i'm like look they are too possessive okay they're kind of clingy they're dramatic over emotional and i used to think that they were very manipulative and I'm like, oh my God, I cannot deal with a uh, cancer because I dated a cancer man. And uh, until this day, we are still, we're still cool, right? And he has not let go of the idea of me being his wife, right? And no one can sway his opinion about that. All he knows is that we are only living life and learning before returning back to each other. <laughs> And so when I found out my moon sign was a cancer, I'm like, well, what do you know about that? It literally set me down. I'm like, ain't that a bitch? <laughs> and lately, I've really been tapping into my cancer side when it comes to relationships. And it makes more sense. Um, it feels more natural and it is helping me to establish more deeper and meaningful soul connections um, like cancers are very natural with doing right um, and Libras represent balance and a very diplomatic approach to life right Libras are also very indecisive and like to be fair no matter what like, they make the best judges, right? You want a Libra judge, period. Um, but Libras also love everything beauty. And again, that's my rising sign, which makes sense because people 
come to me for advice because they know that I'm not going to be biased. I'm going to give a very fair answer without taking sides, right? I don't take sides because I like this person over this person. And um, I can be known as the peacemaker from something like uh, Switzerland where I just don't take sides. Uh, even with family in France, like if they're fighting and they expect me to choose sides, I never will because I will look at the fair thing to do um, and I just don't want to cause disharmony. So I would either stay out of it. You, you, you would never see me in no family drama, drama like that. Like I stay out of it. Uh, whether I'm just going to stay out of it so I don't cause no disharmony or I would try to um, mediate it so that everyone sees each other's point of views or each other's sides. Um, and so I have learned how my sun, moon, and rising can conflict with each other when it even comes to my social life, right? Because in all actuality, I love being home with my family. I like home-cooked meals. I like I'm very nurturing, overprotective with my children. Like, I'm the mother who still kisses and hugs my boys. That will never stop. And so I tend to make my home life very private and very sacred. And I make my home an oasis for not only my children, but my man. And even when I have guests, which is not that many, I stage it. <laughs> I stage my home after anybody leave even if it's the maintenance man and not because the person is evil or something but i'm big on energy so i used to um i used to wonder like okay why my children or my man don't want to go outside and want to leave the house and it's because they feel safe and comfortable here right now my home is not always clean it can be a little cluttered but it's because I keep a lot of things due to the emotional attachment to it. I'm something like a pack rat, and that's my cancer moon, right? That's who I am. But my rising sign is Libra, um, the social butterfly, and Sagittarius, the life of the party. So as an introvert, I'm like, yeah, let's go out. Let's party. Woo, woo. You know, getting dressed, listen to music, ready to party. I get there, and about 20 minutes later, I'm ready to go to fuck home, get under my bed, <laughs> and unwind and watch TV with my kids, right? So it's just very interesting to say the least. I think, though, the goal is to find balance and to come into a better understanding um, of why you act the way you act, why you think the way you think, and just go through um, the signs and the negative and the positives of each sign and make them work for you. It's part of who you are. Um, so that's like astrology 101 in a nutshell, right? Um, but without further ado, here is your root power based on your sun sign, your modality, and your element. Drum roll, please. Da -da -da -da. <laughs> this one, drum roll. Okay. Aries, you are cardinal fire. Your root power stems from an ability to initiate action. Your success 
requires initiation, the pushing and furthering of your goals. You need to liberate yourself from any type of oppression so that you will be able to lead yourself and others. We need you, Aries. Taurus, you are a fixed earth. Your root power comes from stability, patience, and sustaining an effort for long periods of time. You need to connect to your five senses and ground yourself in matters that concern your talent, your values, and your finances. We need you, Taurus. Gemini, you are a mutable heir. Your root power manifests in the ability to adjust the style of communication to any fluctuating circumstance. And as long as you improvise and wield your intelligence, you will achieve your aspirations. We need you, Gemini. Cancer, you are cardinal water. Your root power derives from initiating emotional processes. You are a giver of life. To tap your potential, you need to give birth to situations that will allow you to nurture people or projects. We need you, Cancer. Leo, you are fixed fire. Your root power comes from perseverance in action. I want to repeat that again. Your root power comes from perseverance in action. You can become famous and respected in your circles if you maintain a steady and focused creative force with the ultimate goal of benevolence. Okay? We need you, Leo. Virgo, you are a mutable earth. Your root power emerges from your ability to edit, fix, and adjust situations so that life around you becomes more efficient and effective. This this editorial work, I'm sorry, ultimately ought to be directed towards service to humankind. And let me repeat that. This editorial work ultimately ought to be directed towards service to humankind. We need you, Virgo. Libra, you are cardinal heir. Your power lies in initiating communication. This ability grants you mastery over relationships and justice, provided that you initiate conversations and work on your diplomacy. We need you, Libra. Scorpio, you are fixed water. Your power root springs from the ability to remain intensely emotional and intimate in relationships. 
You can be successful if you allow yourself to expose and be exposed, to heal and be healed, and to dive as deep as you can into the fundamental essence of the emotional motives of others. We need you, Scorpio. Sagittarius, you are mutable fire. Your root power emerges from your capacity to spread philosophies, moral codes, and belief systems, especially when you engage your innate sense of optimism. Your duty to humankind relates to teaching, learning, speaking, and adjusting the negative attitudes and actions of others. We need you, Sagittarius. Capricorn, you are cardinal earth. Your root power comes from initiating practical applications of talents, assets, and resources. You embody the business plan of the zodiac wheel. Your business, I'm sorry, your success is assured when you set a definite goal and then practice patience and discipline. I'll read that again. Your success is assured when you set a definite goal and then practice patience and discipline. We need you, Capricorn. Aquarius, you are fixed air. Your root power stems from a stable and consistent interplay with your community and friends. You are the pillar of a large group of people. Your success lies in cultivating innovative, funny, and futuristic ideas. We need you, Aquarius. In Pisces, you are mutable water. Your root power derives from your capacity to improve life and generate change via imagination, mysticism, and compassion. You can cultivate success with your sensitivity to the emotional states of others. Dreams and fantasy often serve as the tools by which you manifest your preferred life. We need you, Pisces. Now, this is in regards to your sun sign. But I suggest you also read your Libra, I'm sorry, <laughs> your rising and moon sign and see where else your root power lies. Right? So, for example, if you have a sun in Sagittarius, check out what your root power lies in. If you have a Libra rising, read the Libras as well. Take note of the Libras root power. And also, if you have a Cancer moon, take note of where the 
root power of the cancer lies. And this can give you a deeper understanding of what your purpose may be or what you can strive towards. Okay? So, I hope this episode was of great help to all who have tuned in. And please leave a comment or give me an indication that you were here. And remember, Queen, you are single for a divine reason. During this season of singleness, it is a time to discover and elevate who you are. It is a time to heal and release who you are not and live a life of purpose on purpose. You deserve it, okay? You deserve to live the best version of who you are. And we deserve for you to share it through a divine expression of your higher self. We need you. So continue to walk boldly in your divinity and continue to walk boldly in your personal power unapologetically, okay? So until next time, I am sending you love, peace, and light. Love Love this episode on Wait on Purpose? Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Until next time.